this is Decoding Learning Differences with Kimberlyn Lavelle, and this episode is IEP Tips, IEE, question mark, Independent Educational Evaluation. So what is an IEE? It's an independent educational evaluation. Independent meaning it is not someone you have directly hired. It is not someone employed by the school district. We're going to get to this. When you can request it, anytime the school has done any evaluation on your child, uh, I shouldn't say any evaluation, any formal evaluation such as to determine whether or not they qualify for initial IEP services, if they, or additional IEP services, or it's been their triennial and they're, they've done an, a, a set of evaluations to determine eligibility, whether or not they continue to to be eligible for an IEP. Any of those, at any of those times, you can request an IEE, an independent educational evaluation. Why might you request it? You might request it if you disagree strongly with the evaluation that has been completed to a degree that it would change the IEP that is offered. Now really, it it could just be you disagree and you want an IEE. I would encourage you to not request it unless it would change the IEP being offered. Um, because school districts have to pay for the independent evaluation and we wanna make sure that their funds are used to educate your child, not just assess your child. But there are times when that's necessary. They did a bad job <laughs> assessing your child, You need, and they're not giving an appropriate IEP for your child, you need an IEE to then move forward. Um, one other piece that I forgot to mention back with what is it, is it is technically a report that, that the school district should hold, should hold as much weight as the school district's report for the school district. So in their decision about an IEP, they should look at that report with as much weight as their own report. A report that you paid for yourself would hold less weight because they have to go based off of ed code. Now the IE doesn't necessarily go off of ed code, so there is going to be some difficulty there, but they should, it's a, it's a report that they paid for, so it should hold more weight for them, typically. There are plenty of times when it doesn't work that way <laughs> um, in reality. So what is involved? Basically, an evaluation has been done, you disagree, you write a letter requesting an independent educational evaluation of your child in these areas, whatever it is. If they agree, well, if they disagree and say, no, we're not doing that, they would send you a prior written notice explaining why they disagree with your request. And then it's your choice from there. If you want to proceed with going to due process, hiring a lawyer, etc., to fight that decision. Or more often, they will say yes and then provide you a list of providers that you get to choose from. So these are people outside of the school district that the school district has kind of just agreed that they will pay these people to do an IEE and you get to pick which one you want to do it. 
this can be a very stressful decision because you've got all these different people and I don't know which one to pick. And they do, I will tell you, they write vastly different levels of reports. There, It is not like, oh, any of them are fine. I mean, any of them are fine-ish. But there is a different level of quality for each of them. So I would take the time. This, this is an area where I would take the time to research each of them to get opinions, to talk to friends or other parents that maybe have gone through this and find out who is, who's a really good choice in your area from that list. Um, and then you arrange with, well, then you let the district know who you want and they kind of help you get set up and you kind of arrange to have the kid assessed, um, by them. Then the report is done, sent back to the district. There's an IEP meeting to go over the report and to make a decision on how the IEP document should be adjusted based on this new information. Some districts will be like, nope, we still don't think that's good. We, we're, we're standing by what we said before. And they kind of act like it doesn't matter whatever the IEE says. And I've seen that in some districts and other districts will say, okay, well, in light of this, we're going to offer this and this and this. And then, then you basically proceed from there as you normally would with an IEP meeting. Whether you agree or disagree, you have those conversations. Ideally, keep that communication open um, and, and let them know what your concerns are and why you feel the way you feel. And hopefully you can all come to a beautiful understanding and a beautifully written IEP. I know it doesn't always work out that way. If things don't go well, um, your next steps, if it doesn't go well, would then be to hire an advocate or a lawyer, um, to help you out. Either an advocate to help you within those meetings or a lawyer to actually maybe file due process and, and go that route if, if you feel like you need to escalate to that level. Um, so with all of this, keep in mind, like I said before, School districts have limited funds. They are not getting rich by denying your child any services. No one is getting rich. It's a school district. They can't legally even like hoard the money. Of course, there are situations where a superintendent, I think I've only heard of the superintendents, but a superintendent is way overpaid and overcompensated. Um, we had one locally years ago who was getting a house paid for by the school district on top of a ridiculous amount of salary. And it was like, it was a house that then they got to keep at the end. Like it was, it was insane. It was like, they were basically getting like a million dollars a year <laughs> kind of a situation. It was like, and it was a small school district. So there are situations like that, but most school districts, while they might pay their superintendents relatively well, they're not even being paid as well as a CEO at a Fortune 500 company or something like that. Like they don't get paid that well in most school districts. They get paid decently. Um, and some don't even get paid that decently. Teachers are not getting rich off your kid. No one, no one is really getting rich off your kid. Um, it's really, they have a limited amount of funds. Special ed has never been fully funded by the federal government the way it was supposed to be. And therefore, there's not enough money to provide all the level of services that most schools would love to provide. When money is spent on IEEs, on due process, there is then less money to provide high level services. 
So while your child absolutely matters and should be fought for, and you should get exactly what your child needs, keep in mind that whatever expenses you're putting on this school district is less money for your child and the hundreds, thousands, whatever, of other children in that school district. Less for them, less less available for services for them. Um, and materials for them and all of the things, right? So keep that in mind. I'm not saying don't file an IEE or don't request an IEE. Definitely request it if it's appropriate. However, sometimes it's a, a difference of, well, they didn't diagnose my child with dyslexia. They said my child has a specific learning disability and reading due to a phonological processing disorder. Okay, so your child has dyslexia. They just didn't use the word. Please don't file an IE for that. Like, you don't need the, the word dyslexia. You already know they have, have dyslexia. They told you they have dyslexia. Because that's another, That's basically another name for dyslexia. Um, you know, if you look in the DSM-5, like, th those are compatible words. So, you don't have to... Do, I, I would I would encourage you never to ask for an IEE based on something like that because it's not impacting whether or not your child is getting an appropriate IEP. If they've identified that they have a specific learning disability in reading due to a phonological processing disorder, then they should have written an IEP that is appropriate to that with appropriate goals, appropriate accommodations, appropriate services. And then from there, your child should be getting good services. So an IEE won't change the IEP, even if they other than possibly to add the word dyslexia on. But a lot of school districts are mistaken in their belief that they're not supposed to use the word dyslexia and therefore they don't. And even with the IEE, they'll say, yes, but we already told you that's what that means. And we're not putting it on there. So now you have a document that says your child has dyslexia, but you kind of already did. It doesn't really matter if you have the word attached to your child or not, right? That's my take on it. Um, so there's definitely a time and a place where you should request an IEE and I would do so only when necessary for the sake of all the children in the school district, including your child. <sighs> okay. So takeaway, IEEs are a tool to be sure your child is being fully and accurately assessed, but most do not require an IEE. Um, one more example that I just thought of is sometimes, maybe too often, an initial evaluation will not do much processing assessments. So you, at the end, don't know whether or not your child has a processing disorder. I recently got this with a client. They sent me a psych report and it was like eight pages. And I was like, what? Where's the rest of it? Where's the rest of it? There's no processing testing at all. This is not sufficient. So what I recommend is that they ask that they assess the child for processing de um, deficits. Now, if at that point the district refused, then I would recommend that they request an IEE because it needs to be, the child needs to be assessed. But we can start by having the school district assess them. The school district has very well trained at least theoretically in most places, very well-trained school psychologists who can assess for a specific learning disability. Some of them won't use the word dyslexia. Fine, they'll say specific learning disability in reading and writing and, and due to phonological processing or auditory processing. 
And we know it's dyslexia and that's fine. Like that's enough. But we need to know that there, that all of the processing, areas of processing, visual, auditory, um, visual motor integration, attention processing, cognitive processing, attention processing. We want to make sure all of that has been looked at to see what, what the child's areas of need are. Um, unless it's a child who you don't suspect any of that with, then you don't evaluate all those areas. Um, if you have not yet had your child assessed and you're listening to this and you think your child does have some kind of disability, in your initial evaluation, I would recommend that you specifically request that your child be assessed in all of those areas of processing. And there is a video on that from season two um, to give you a little more details on that. <sighs> so, it's a tool, it's beneficial, it's there legally to help you help your child. It's for the benefit of your child, but it should be used sparingly and only when necessary. If you need help figuring out that psych report and whether it's sufficient, whether you should ask for an IE as a result of it, um, you want some educational consultation on those documents, the, the psych report, the IEP, whatever it is, that is a service that I provide. You can email me, Kimberlyn at, learning dif Kimberlyn at decodinglearningdifferences.com and I'd be happy to help set you up with um, some consultation assuming I have availability when you email me. If you have a child with dyslexia or another disability and you're wanting some one-on-one -on -one tutoring services, I do offer some virtual tutoring services. I may have availability when you email me. I don't know. Email me. We'll find out. I'll try to hook you up with somebody else if I don't have availability. Um, again, I'm Kimberlyn at decodinglearningdifferences.com. I look forward to hearing from you always. You can also just email me stories. I love that too. And I will talk to you again next week.